you barter services and get ultimate value from the relationships that you create with other service or product-based businesses. Today, I'm going to share with you what my strategies are, how do I do it for my businesses, and how you can do it too. So my name is Melinda Cologne. I'm a strategic marketer. I'm a business coach and consultant, and I've been able to help my clients secure $3.2 million and growing just by building out strategies and simplifying their marketing and creating systems that are easy to apply literally in just a few days, if not hours. So today, when I'm talking about bartering services, it's typically for people who are scaling their business or trying to just get it off the ground. You just don't even know where to start. And I want to talk to you specifically about why you should even barter services. When you're starting out, you're thinking, okay, there's costs for, you know, branding and marketing and also like an email system or a website. You need to get a host and a domain and a phone number and an email address. And there's so many responsibilities required. If you're not familiar, that list is, I'm going to go ahead and add it in the description. There's no link or anything. It's just the list of this is what I need to start a business. So you can go ahead and have that and just go on your merry way. Now, once you have that list, you're going to total out all those expenses, right? They become expenses for your business. And that is what we call bootstrapping. Like you're not really asking a bank to, you know, fund your business. You're not, you know, having investors fund your business. You are actually investing in your business, maybe little by little or just a lump sum. And it's coming out of your income. It's coming out of your bank account to just get the business started. Now, what happens oftentimes is that you get to a point where you're like, I have to choose between this thing and this thing that I need, like two expenses that you feel in that they are important to running a business and you need to get them done, but you only have so much to get both done. You can't get both of them done. So you have to pick either or. And when you're bartering services, that's where you can actually get a lot more done in a short period of time. That is why you should barter your services. And I feel strongly about this. I even recommend this to product-based businesses that I coach and consult because this is an opportunity for people to really build an advocacy and influence network of people who are familiar with your brand and can rep represent your brand in front of their communities. So you never wanna stop and just ignore that opportunity that is right in front of them. So why you should barter is the next thing. Bartering services will save you time, it'll save you money and energy, but here's the part where I see oftentimes over and over again that people just miss the mark on. Bartering services is just, it's just another, another way of doing an exchange. You do an exchange of, you know, cash with the, the, the desire that you need, like, um, like if you go to, the grocery store, you might need a loaf of bread. You do an exchange of money and bread, or you do an exchange of gas for your car and money. You know, so there's always going to be an exchange of some sort. It's just an exchange. You're just exchanging one thing for another. And if you simplify the idea, then you can see that it's really as easy as it can be and beneficial for you because you'll get a, an offer or a value that you would have never had. So 
why I would suggest a butt garter is so that you can move the needle further and you can get things done faster by having the right partners. Now, when it comes to partnership and finding people to do barter business, I highly recommend you still do your due diligence. Now, if you find someone's like, hey, I can do your logo and I just need a testimonial or I just want to test something out, you know, I would honestly look at their portfolio, make sure that they are someone who can understand your design style and execute that experience, that relationship as if you are a client because you are. You're still doing a transaction. There's still some type of transfer that is occurring, even if it's not money. So you're taking your time, you're taking your energy, but in return, they're getting something of value. So you want to make sure that you are coming across that way. You're saying, okay, absolutely, you know what? I love your portfolio. Thank you so much for sharing it. And you're walking through the process as if you're a client. Now, where there's benefits that people just miss out on on both sides of that relationship is the if factor. So if there are a client, if they're a paying client, the experience is different, right? Why? The experience should be the same. And this is where customer service comes in. When you go to, let's say, if you're a member of Costco, I'm a member of Costco. And when I go to Costco, I get greeted. There's a greeter at the door and it's for everyone and anyone that enters, regardless if you have a membership or, or what level or experience that you are there for, you still get greeted. That is the first thing that they introduce you to is customer service. So thinking about your business, what do you do? How do you approach bartering? Do you approach it like a transaction, like a paid transaction? Or do you consider it as like, oh, it's a gift, it's an opportunity for you. You're actually benefiting from it more and you're resenting the idea of bartering services. Because if you're resenting it, then you don't really actually consider it something that's going to benefit your business. I, this is my polarized opinion and you can stay here and listen for some more, more tips, but this is what I'm just going to share you the real deal. So what I like to do is when, if, and when I need to do some bartering of services at this point now, my business is making multi six figures a year. So I don't need to, but when I was starting out, I did need that. I did need some people to step in and help me out or just being just like a voice of reason or someone that I can bounce off ideas. And it was very valuable for me. And in return, I did something that was as valuable to them in return. And that made sure that the transaction was complete. Now, when you do one thing for someone and you just get a thank you or an acknowledgement, that might feel icky. It might feel uncomfortable and it might feel uncompleted, incomplete. So what I suggest you to do is, is really sit down and consider this. If someone is, you know, saying, hey, I would love to do a bartering a service agreement, that's amazing. A bartering a service agreement can be as simple as one email that says, I would do provide this, here's the scope of work, here's the value of the thing, and then you agree to do this, and here's the confirmation of that, and you just basically just confirm and agree that that is the exchange that you both are comfortable with. What I would include in that is, you know, you're still basically walking them through the client journey. 
So if you haven't established a client journey yet, or if you've thought about what the client journey needs to look like for your clients, this is an awesome opportunity, not just to get testimonials, but to test out your process and make sure that they actually enjoy working with you and get that feedback from them in real time so that you can improve the experience for your clients. There's a burning exchange or an exchange of any kind that starts out with a conversation, whether that be um, in DMs or in a formalized um, discovery call, you know, that is really up to you. It's how you decide to do it with that specific individual. But make sure that it's somewhere that is comfortable and it's neutral. There's a place where you both can speak privately and openly, um, that you set specific, specific expectations. You talk about basically your business and what you do and how you plan, plan to deliver the results to them. You're still considering this a client process. It, just because there's no exchange for money, this still is an opportunity for you to build a strong relationship. When I did this in my business for Fortis OVM, not only did I create new clients um, because they came to me for a logo and in exchange, I just had them you know, review some landing page copy. It was just like an easy transaction. It was like, okay, this is valuable to you. This is valuable to me. And now there's an equal transaction of value. And it was easy for me to do that. It was easy for them to do that. And we could agree and negotiate there. And once we've done that, then we went through the entire customer journey process. I walked them through the entire journey. What does it look like to work with Fortis OVM? I just like considered it as a mock experience, like a mock trial, a mock experience, and allow them to feel like a client. Now, what this did is it got me more comfortable about talking about who I am, what I do, my business, and my value, my services, like all of the things that you need to talk to your clients about, your prospects about in the beginning stages of the relationship. Now it comes to the production. Now that there's an agreement of some sort that has been confirmed, you move on to payment. Well, payment in this situation would be value to value, right? So you're going to be going through the same process as they are going to go through the same process as well. So at this point, we walk through the production. So I explained to them what the production process is. I set expectations early. So I said, this is what it's going to look like. Based on the scope of work and what we've discussed, it'll take an X amount of days. This is what my anticipated um, delivery of draft one is going to look like. This is what it draft one it consists of. And I made sure to allow them to have that perceived control because they're the client. I talk about perceived control in the challenge and in my um, group cap coaching calls in my masterclass. And it's really something that I feel very strong about when it comes to perception and perceived control is giving that to the client so that they feel that they're not bombarded by decisions, feel like they're control of their decision and not decisions given to them or, you know, taken from them in that scenario. Now I go through production, I deliver through the revisions, everything, and then the outcome and the close of the project. And guess what? I even asked for a testimonial. That is the process. I don't skip steps. I go through the entire process. And at the end, 
I will upsell them, or I actually did upsell her on other services that are related to the project that we just completed. So we completed a logo, then I upsold her on some business cards, I upsold her on some marketing material, and it ended up being a profitable experience, not only for the testimonial that we got, but she actually then in turn was able to pay me for the other things that we were able to deliver. And so it was just a nice experience, but it also showed me that I can just set my systems up this way and have that interaction, know what to expect, what questions that people would have on client interactions and be prepared for those conversations. That's how I found value through the client journey. Now on the upsell side, like once the project was completed, I absolutely upsell my clients. Any, and this is a tip that I wanna share with you is that anytime that you have a client that purchases from you, whether it's a retainer client, a project-based client, an hourly client, at the end of that project, whatever that term is, then you circle back and you update them or you upsell them to something else that you offer. For retainer clients, it's pretty simple because I'm always upselling them in different pocket packages just to, you know, just temperature um, check what they need, what their what their abilities are with their buying power, etc. So that's really important to me, not just to deliver, but I'm also receiving a lot of information about that. And then I can use that information to, you know, get more retainer clients or sell more of the product based or hourly based projects to other clients similar to them. And I'll do the same thing for the other types of clients. And this is really helpful. It actually extends the lifetime value of a client. You'll hear this from me in the challenge as well. It's called lifetime value. And the client lifetime value is basically from the time that they enter into your ecosystem to the time that they buy from you and buy from you again and again and knowing what you what value you provide them in the exchange, you can calculate that into dollars and cents. And that actually can help you understand, you know, in general, like how many clients you actually need to hit your financial mark. How many clients do you need to hit your five year, your one year, your 10 year mark, knowing that you're giving this consistent continue, continuity of value and content delivered to their to them. So I hope that understands helps you understand. I don't just stop at a project. I continue to provide them value long after the project is completed. This is a part of consultative selling. This is a theory of theirs that consultative consultative selling is more of a neuro, neurological experience. It's more psychological. It's something that helps them know since they're already buying from you, they're already experiencing your process, they're getting to trust you and build and strengthen that trust because there are layers of trust that they will naturally just say yes to the things that make sense that will solve their problem. As you are solving problems with them, they add more problems to your plate and you add more solutions to their, their experience. So I hope that that was really helpful for you. I, what I love about bartering services is that it's an opportunity for you to get comfortable with doing business. And oftentimes I hear and I see business owners who are just really stuck at getting a replacement job. Like they go from their nine to five and they go into their business and they're basically doing the exact same thing and 
it's not working for them. And I did that. I'm the culprit of that. And I had to change my mindset in order to see that I'm running a business and not just providing a service. You know, um, you know, even physicians like doctors and lawyers and attorney, like, you know, um, dentists, like people that are, are highly educated and they're out there and they're providing this amazing service and they're still like considering their practice as not a business. It's like a practice that's delivering a result, but they don't see the other parts of their business that are so valuable and so important to how they have a consistent cash flow in their business, how they have high profits, how they don't lose money. I mean, these are all really important things that you need to consider when you're building out your business. You know, if you want a healthy business, you want to make sure that you have a healthy profit margin. If you don't have a healthy profit margin, then that means that you basically are not making any money. Um, that's what that means. You're not making money. You might be able to pay your expenses. You might be able to pay yourself. But in case something happens to the season that your buyer's in, your client's in, then basically you're kind of living paycheck to paycheck. And nobody wants to do that if you're running a business. So getting out of that mindset and thinking that you need to price yourself lower than what your clients consider valued, then like you need to change that perspective so that you can start charging what you need to charge in the market. What I would also suggest in that bartering process is to ask them, say, hey, I hope you enjoyed that experience. I'm so thankful that you were able to, you know, just let me walk you through as a client. What do you think about the experience? Would you, would you pay this much? Now, I don't say this, I'd say this lightly because I want you to know that this is one of the ways that you can test your price. I never, ever price based on what my client tells me that they will pay. Never, ever. They will always tell me less because they don't understand the perceived value of the thing. Now, if you are on high ticket side where your clients are paying, let's say, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 for your services, then they have a, a better understanding of your, the perceived value, but they're still not going to price your value properly because there still needs to be a comfortability that occurs with them when they're going through your client journey so that it, there is this perceived, you give them the perceived control and also receive and return. Like you can do this, you know, this is easy. Like the result, the turnaround time, the, um, the opportunity to get this completed professionally and to rest assured that I'm going to complete this the way that you envision Oh my gosh, the best thing in, in the world. And I can't even tell you how many clients that I have that have told me that, like in writing to say, I don't know how you did it, but you, you took my dream and you made it a reality. That is what you want to hear from your clients. And even more, you want them to exceed like your outcome, your products and your services to exceed their expectations, to exceed what they're thinking about in their minds because it's that good. So I hope that that helps you when it comes to bartering services. It's really important. It's really valuable. When I do bartering services or when I suggest to my clients to do bartering services, I do also suggest them to do sure that you are being as specific as possible. 
that's a part of being a good business owner. And we did talk a lot about what it looks like for the client's experience, but what about the the deliverer, like the person that's actually doing the work, the, the business experience? In the business experience, you know, there's a few things that I would suggest you to just you know, pay attention to write this down Earn time. Like when, how long does it take you, take them to respond back to you in an email or phone call, or are they always late to a, in a meeting, you know, that write that down. That might be specific to that person, but that also is a prompt to let you know that maybe you need to send out reminders to meetings that are coming up to with your clients and set those up automatically. You probably need to just make sure that you're very specific in your emails for more detail oriented. Another thing that I would like to share about the business experience is, you know, what does that look like? Are you making it as easy as possible for your client to understand what you need? When it comes to scope of work, it comes to your agreement, your services, how you deliver the products that you're creating, all of that matters significantly. You have to make it as easy as possible for them to continue to purchase from you in the future. So if you make it convoluted, it's going to be convoluted. I, when we do website designs, we originally, I had this entire plan. I'm very cool. And I think of like a gazillion ways that <laughs> I create bumpers, really um, visual bumpers for people so that they know exactly what to do every turn of the way. And what that does is that if I'm working with creatives, which are 99% of my clients are creatives, then that is going to impede on their ability to be creative. And ultimately it's going to drive them away from my experience because they don't feel like they can be comfortable in that space. Now you would think the opposite, like here, click here, step here, step two, step three, that that would be good but they actually just don't want to see the entire outline. Just give them one step at a time and allow them to go through the process one step at a time, little by little, and so that they feel awarded to achieve the next step, opposed to just feeling like, you know, you've just given the entire outline, outline. it's so structured, it's this is what it is, there's no, no space for any interpretation. And you kind of want that interpretation a little bit so that you can really come in and provide that personal little touch that is unique and different with you opposed to your competition. See, that's why I don't feel like I have competition because there's nobody like me and you can't compete with people, right? So those are my three tips for the buyer's experience, like the client side, and also the business experience. It's both really important perspectives to have during bartering. Now, you want to just do a quick barter service, sure, but just know that you probably are going to just forget that person even existed and you, and that might be an opportunity for you to build an advocate for your services and your brand. So take advantage of all of the opportunities that are set forth in front of you and allow that person to grow with you, you know, become an accountability partner and later on become affiliates of each other's business. So I refer you business, you refer me business, and then we get a little bit of a cut based on what referrals we provide. Seems like a win-win to me. Comment and share and all that stuff, and I'll see you in the next one.